Welcome to Everything in the Gym podcast. This is an interview episode. Welcome to Everything in the Gym podcast. This is your boy, Dio. Not your normal person, but you know, we have a reason for that. I am joined today by Shelby, who is the actual host of this podcast, but today we're actually putting her through an interview. How does that feel? Um, I've been ready to tell my story for a while, but Good. sitting here behind the mic, it's like, oh, I don't know what to expect to come out that's like going to come out of your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have plenty of great questions. So we're going to start with a few questions. Some are going to be deep questions. Some are going to be ridiculous questions. <laughs> okay. So okay. if you don't feel like sharing, that's all fine. You have something great to share, or I mean, any other questions you have, by all means, let us know. Okay? So, we're going to start off with probably one of the most deep questions we can ask. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're starting off strong. What do you find most challenging in your life right now? Oh my gosh. Okay. Parenting. Okay. Parenting. And it all ties to, like, my childhood. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I I did not have, gosh, we're, we're knocking it right out. <laughs> uh, I had good parents, but there were very much big flaws, too. And, mm-hmm. ooh, my body is hot. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that one. Huh? <laughs> um, but it's hard to, like, I don't, neither of my parents are in my life right now. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have a mom. Uh, She passed away in 2018, and my dad stepped out two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I can't, like, I will say, my in-laws, they're amazing. Mm -hmm. Hands down. If I need anything, I can call. They've got it. Um, They help a lot with Crosby, but... There's just some things where it's like, okay, I should be able to handle this, like, in parenting. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm running in circles. And it's like, over and over and over and over. But it's like, am I doing the right things? It's scary. My parents did some damage to me, despite some of the good things they did. And so, my biggest struggle is like, I don't want to... I don't want to mess up my child mm-hmm. like my parents did to me. Yeah. Because it took a long time to recover. Yeah, 100%. I think yeah. as parents, especially from learning from the way your parents parented you, it does kind of, there's a lot of stuff that you do still kind of do with your kids yeah. or stuff that you try to avoid. And I definitely think that even with um, the way that I live my life, like there are things I'm like, I don't want to be that kind of guy around my kids or I don't want them to to pick up those habits. But there are also stuff that I really want them to pick up. Like if my kids don't pick up working out, we're going to have issues. Yeah. We're going to have a few issues. Yeah. But um, to kind of go deeper in that, what are some areas that you feel makes parenting joyful? Lots of things. Um, I There are times where I feel like I am able to heal my inner child through Crosby. So That's there good. are things that she does where I'm like, 
okay, like, now I see, like, I've grown. Mm -hmm. I've grown immensely with having her um, because of that struggle. And, like, I've had to grow. What was the question? (laughs) Like, what are some areas that you feel are very joyful about about what you do? Okay. Um, The happy moments. Crossy is... She's an only child. Mm -hmm. She will only ever be able to be an only child. I can't have any more children. Mm -hmm. I've had a hysterectomy. Um, So I've, I just like with you guys at the gym, I I just, I'm trying to live in the moment. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to capture like the childhood. Like I want to be able to remember like she had a good childhood. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, seeing her run and laugh and play, like she, um, when it rains, she loves jumping on muddy puddles. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like that's the definition of childhood. And you, of course, jump with her, right? Yeah, sometimes. Perfect. Sometimes I'm like, you enjoy, fill up the boots, get them all, get them all wet and gross and nasty and then we come back and she's like that was so fun and I'm like (laughs) I hope you always remember that yeah kind of there's a post that I saw recently that this dude this dad was talking about how he he's gotten more patient I think it might have been mind pump that was talking about it Mm -hmm. but they were talking about how they're all fathers and as their kids grow up they look at the fact that their room's a mess all the time. Yeah. And then they look back years later whenever their kid moves out and they're like, I kind of wish my house was messy like it used to be. And they learn to be more patient with the fact that right now is the only time it's going to ever be like this. Mm-hmm. And they want to soak it all in. And I think having that mindset really allows you to stay in the moment, especially as a parent, because I know my, my mom yeah. isn't going through that now, seeing me like really grow, get engaged and then be miles away. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely tough, but when you soak it all in and enjoy every moment of it and be as yeah as a part of it as you can, it helps really allow you to just yeah. feel, feel comfortable moving forward. Yeah. Like, something with this podcast and part of... I've I told myself I'm doing this for a whole year. Um, more so for the reason of, like, I lost my mom. Mm-hmm. two years ago and so I can't like ask questions like the grown-up questions mm-hmm. and so there's so many times that I've had conversations with you guys and I'm like man I will never be able to like repeat that yeah. again and so this the podcast to me is cool because if something was to ever happen to me Crosby can always go back and like re-listen to like conversations I was having with yeah. people or like if she's like, oh, you know, like, I'm having trouble with this, like, some, I have said like so many times, <laughs> um, if there's something she's struggling with, and maybe she can't come to me, maybe she can come to, like, somebody that I have had on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. Like, she'd feel connected to them since she's gotten to hear who yeah. you've talked to and know your friends and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. she's around you guys, and... It's just, I don't know. It's I think cool. It's good. Yeah. Something I, feel, I can give to her. I feel leaving a, a, a digital footprint allows people to kind of look back on, on things yeah. and kind of reminisce as well as also mourn in their own way. Yeah. Like, I, the way I reminisce my aunt is through video games because that's what got, that's the connection mm-hmm. I had with her. 
So I don't have anything to hear her voice. I don't know what she sounds like anymore, which yeah. it's sad to say, like, I don't know what my aunt sounds like, but I know what the experience and what I felt when we played video games. And I can remember those moments of just watching her play the game mm-hmm. and just be amazed by the fact she knew what she was doing and I couldn't do it. And I was scared. Yeah. So I think what you're doing with the podcast is really good because I think she'll look back on it and be like, yeah, my mom was on the podcast. She's, <laughs> she's like top 10 podcast enough. Hopefully she thinks I'm not cool. She will. If she doesn't, then she, she will. She will. Uh, I think at some point, all, all kids think their parents are cool Yeah, I was about to say, it. I remember how I was as a teenager, so. Okay. What were you like as a teenager? If we're going to go teenager, we have to, like, we have to go a little lower than that, because it won't Pre-teen? make sense. Uh, like, nine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my home life. A lot of people don't know this, and I have a quote for you. Ooh, I like quotes. I read this on TikTok the other day, and it actually kind of makes me want to cry whenever I read it, so... Oh, get the napkins. Yeah. But it explains my childhood fairly well. So, it's from... The book, My Father's Eyes, My Mother's Rage. I wish I could have cried in my mother's arms, but she was always crying in mine. It was too heavy to carry for a child. I didn't grow stronger. I grew tired. I love her. I wanted to love all her sadness away, but a child cannot heal their mother's pain. Wow. Wow. That has a lot of levels to it. Yeah. Do you feel that, if you don't mind me asking, of course, that whatever struggles that your mom was dealing with, do you feel like it made you have to grow up faster? To oh, kind of yeah. To be the one to, to kind of take the mother role early on? Yeah. There, and like looking back now, both of my parents had a lot of mental illness, mm-hmm. depression probably some anxiety. They weren't very social. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember from a young age, they were always arguing and yelling. Mm-hmm. And there were times, so my sister is seven years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And there were times where I'd be like, okay, we have to hide in my room. They're like screaming and yelling. Like it, insane, insane memories to have as a child. But then like, yeah. you've got the good memories as well. But Um, whenever I was nine years old, I got into gymnastics, Mm -hmm. um, and that became, that became home. I was there, um, four to five days a week, not starting out. You start out like one to two days a week. You, you're just like in a class, you're learning how to do like cartwheels and Mm -hmm. all the fun things. Um, I originally started because I wanted to be a cheerleader and like seeing all the, cool flips and mm-hmm. all that I originally wanted to do cheerleading and then I fell in love with gymnastics and the gym I went to had a competitive gymnastics team mm-hmm. um and that was it I I wanted to do it you see these girls doing all these crazy things and yes sign me up yeah um so I started training to like become on the team and you had to be able to do certain things and whatnot. And then we go on the best vacation of my life. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm nine, we 
my mom ran it out. Um, I have to mention this because it, I don't know, it's still a part of me. Um, she ran out a beach house for an entire month really? um, in Port Aransas. And at the time, it's crazy. It was only like $1,000 for the entire month. Right? Only 1K? Yeah. I was nine years old. And like, I didn't know anybody else that did this. And we spent almost every single day at the beach. And it was the best vacation. And you had a sick tan. Oh, yeah. We, we swam in the pool. We swam in the ocean. I was doing, we found somebody in Port Aransas that taught private lessons. And she taught me everything I needed to know while I was away to be able to, like, go do, like, the gymnastics team <laughs> stuff. Um, and so whenever I got back from this vacation, I go in the gym. And I'm like, boom, look, <laughs> I can do it. And so it, they weren't pretty. But like, but you knew it. You, you, I, you knew some I more. could do yeah. some of it, and so yeah, I started. I started on a gymnastics team, and I did that competitively for years wow. until I was like twelve, thirteen. Um, but it was five days a week, four or five days a week, three hours a day of just like, boom, boom, boom. But I loved it. Mm-hmm. That was home, but. I do want to say, I do think gymnastics is not cheap. Um, That is not an easy schedule to keep up with. And I see that now as like a mom. Um, Crossy goes to dance on Mondays and we come home and it's chaos. Like after that, trying to get her Mm -hmm. homework done and ready for bed. Now you take that with two children and you go to school. So like we're in school from eight to three and then you have time to eat a snack and then you're going to gymnastics and you are doing gymnastics from like four four to seven or five to eight a lot of times you're up there early anyway Mm -hmm. and then my mom started working up there she started she was a um assistant team coach because I was already up there so much Mm -hmm. and yeah so we we would leave the gym later than everybody, and so a, a lot of my growing up for those years were fast food. You get out of the gym at eight eight thirty, and you're like, "Well, I don't really want to cook." Right. Yes, yeah. Sheesh. And then that's your entire week. So and then like working a job at that point. Yeah, yeah. That that was our life from nine and. My life and from like not age nine to ten till like twelve thirteen, yeah, it was a lot. I did not have much of a social life. Yeah, with that kind of. But schedule. like, I feel like uh, that's got to be hard on a marriage too. Yeah. I cannot imagine, like, my parents were already rocky, and then you throw in that schedule, mm-hmm. and it's like they never see each other, they never communicate. Yeah, I remember. I will say, I remember it being like 10 or 11. It might have even been younger. My parents like stopped sleeping in the same bedroom. Mm -hmm. And so they were on separate sides of the house. And so home life was like always touchy. And I remember like asking my dad, can you just divorce her? Like, and they're like, no. And like... He'd be like, no, I can't because she, my mom was a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And like, to me now it's crazy to think like a child, if a child sees it, 
Yeah, so they can recognize what's going on. That yeah, they knew what the next thing was supposed to be. Yeah, um, but my parents stayed together like that mm-hmm. until later, like until my mom passed away. Mm-hmm. They slept in separate rooms. My sister is younger than me, um, and then I ended up quitting gymnastics. Um, I wanted to try other sports. Mm-hmm. I had moved schools. I was bullied a lot in the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my parents moved me to a different school, like outside of that area. It's a super small school. Um, that was about junior high age. And then things got weird. Mm-hmm. Things got weird with my mom. I don't know. I don't know. But we... She was very pushy on me to have boyfriends. Really? Yes. And what, what, what age? I was like, my first boyfriend was like 13 or 14. So your mom encouraged you to have... Yes. Interesting. And then things just really got weird. Um, I was like going through puberty mm-hmm. as a female things happen to your body and my mom would sit in the bathroom every time I'd shower. Mm -hmm. Um, she would pretend to be going to the bathroom. I weird. And then she would like buy me new underwear and she'd be like, Oh, you got to come show it off. Like in, in my heart as a child, I'm like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. This doesn't feel right. And like, now that I've told people, they're like, Hmm. That's that's not right. That's not what your childhood. I don't know. There. It, anyway, then it got to where like my mom was texting my boyfriends. Mm. Weird things, but not like in a sexual manner. I just. Mm. I would say even just texting in general. I feel yeah. like that's that's already red flag weird. And like. After my mom had passed away, there were a few people who were like, oh, yeah, I knew about it. And I'm like, why didn't you say anything? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you tell her? That's not right. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that kind of stuff messed me up for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And then um, I ended up leaving where I was at junior high. And I go to high school. And I'm dating this guy. And so I don't make any friends of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up breaking up after my sophomore year. And so now I'm in this big school. Um, hundreds of kids. And I have no friends. Yeah. And home life is not good. I decide I'm coaching gymnastics. So the gym that I used to compete at was right across the street from where I went to school. And so... I decided I wanted to graduate early. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get out of high school so I could move out, figure something out. I had to get out. And my parents think it's just because I wanted to go to college sooner. Um, but in reality, I, I was just I wanted to start making those steps to move out. And so my sophomore year, I was like, okay, I'm going to try out for cheerleader. And so I make the cheerleading squad. Okay. At a... At a pretty big school for the area and um it's weird because I was so looking back now I was so depressed mm. in that time frame 
I was a cheerleader with like twelve other twelve other cheerleaders, and I hung out with none of them. Really? I you didn't hit it off with any of them. I I knew two of them from gymnastics. They we were on the same gymnastics team. However, I hung out with none of them. Mm. I just I did not want to be a part of any kind of social. Um, the social interactions that I was hanging out with, they were not. They were not good people. Yeah. My mom and dad's relationship was so rocky. I could ask my mom to do any, like, I'd be like, hey, can I go here? And she's like, yeah. Oh, can I go here? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was drinking at an early age. Like, wild. Mm -hmm. Wild things. Um, she let me come my senior year, junior, senior year, because they're essentially the same thing. She let me come up here to a frat party. <laughs> Really? Yeah. My dad had... There's no way my dad knew. In high school? Yes. And I came back dating a fraternity guy. Yeah. You dated a frat guy? Yes, I did. Was his name Chad? No. Close to Chad? No. Was it kind of a Chad? No. Did he look like a Chad? Uh, what does a Chad look like? Good question. <laughs> I but, would give a description, but I don't want to... Yeah. It might look like that. <laughs> So if you know what a Chad looks like, yeah. you know what Chad looks like. Let us know what Chad looks like. Yeah, let us know what Chad looks like. <laughs> In the nicest way possible. But yeah, there just there were things my mom, like my senior year, she she really dug into like she wanted to be my best friend. She didn't have friends who she didn't have friends of her own. She didn't go anywhere. She didn't do anything and like the people that she did call friends, like you could see that they weren't. That they weren't really friends. Like seeing what real friends are like, like as myself. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. No, those people were not her real friends. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe at some point, but like, oh, I wish somebody would have pulled her out of the situation she was in. Mm. Um. So yeah, I graduate early. Jake and I start dating. Jake and I actually met, um, Jake and I actually met in kindergarten. Really? Yes. Ooh, <laughs> an old original flame. Yes. From the get-go. I, yeah, he was my kindergarten boyfriend. I chased him around on the playground. Oh, that's so cute. So y'all yeah. have like that kind of like, like, you don't watch anime, right? No, but Jake does. Okay. So he would, he would get this reference. A lot of times in anime, when they have the uh, childhood best friend, they always make some kind of weird promise. They're like, oh, I promise to love you forever. I promise to get yeah. married to you. And then years later, they meet up again because they went their separate ways. And they're yeah. like, do you remember that time that you, you promised you'd marry me? Yeah. Now's the time. And they're like, what? Like, yeah, now's the time. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like that. But in your case, it actually is like where it works out. I, you know, it's funny you say that because that's kind of how that happened. Really? I actually, we actually started dating, um, so Facebook had, like, Facebook was still kind of new, and I remember I had graduated high school, um, and bad decisions my mother let me make. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I was a Hooters girl for Halloween okay. the year prior, so, like, the whole outfit, the shoes, the short shorts, the tights, the everything, mm -hmm. and... That was my Facebook profile when I sent him a request on Facebook. <laughs> Does he ever make jokes about it now? Uh, yeah, he, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you remember your, but 
no, there's another story he makes fun of me for. And it happened in first grade. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll tell that one real quick. So it'll lighten the mood. But I was in first grade and I really wanted this book. And Uh he is standing behind me in the library line. And I had to go to the restroom. (laughs) so bad and I'm like but like I'm almost to the front of the line I just want to check it out don't want anybody else to take it and I peed my pants oh no and I was wearing I was wearing leather pants leather boots and a leather jacket no and so anytime we see any kind of like leather or anything he's like hey babe you want me to buy those for you and I'm like no (laughs) you're funny (laughs) but yeah um, Jake and I are the same age, and uh, so he, I had graduated high school, but he had not. And we we like started dating, dating, and he was living in Snyder, and so we were driving back and forth to see each other. It's like mm-hmm. an hour drive back and forth, uh-huh. and then he graduated, and. I was in, I was in nursing school or like prerequisites for nursing school. Okay. And I moved out. Just packed up and left. Um, my parents were away at a softball game and my sister played softball and they were away and I packed my stuff out and moved out and I did not tell them. Hmm. How'd they take it? Um, I think at this point they kind of knew. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake was the first boyfriend that I ever had that was not like close to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'd be like, things are not right. Things are not right. Like, but that when Jake and I started dating, things were bad, bad at home. Um, my mom had stopped cleaning. We had a dog and the dog would like pee or poop. And so the house just reeked mm-hmm. of like animal feces. And anytime you left, you smelt so bad. Yeah. I hated having people over. And my parents were like, how can you don't have people over? And I'm like, look around. Like I, I was sleeping all the time too. And that's, like, a big thing of depression. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you're sleeping. And, yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy that to just, like, leave that all. Um, what was that question? <laughs> I, I was thinking about how I was like, wait, what was my question again? Yeah, I'm like... Well, here's my follow-up question. Okay. You mentioned how... <laughs> You had said something about how the way that your parents were and the way that they raised you. Do you feel that some of the ways that now being a parent, you understand some of the sacrifices they might've made early on in their relationship. And as parents, like with the gymnastics, like they obviously, I don't know what the financial situation was, nor do I understand the extent of what was going on. But I understand that now as a parent and having Crosby, you understand that there's like, some sacrifices that have to be made yeah. in order to make sure that your daughter or your kid is getting what they would want or what's best yeah. for them. Do you feel like now you kind of can look back and be like, I, it makes sense why that they were struggling for this, this, and this. Yes. I, I do think gymnastics was a big downfall and that sucks to like look back on because you know, you love, like mm-hmm. they did that for you. 
It also, like, mental health back then was not talked about mm-hmm. um, a whole lot. And I feel like if that all of that would have happened, but with today's mental health stigma, if they could have learned to communicate better, mm-hmm. it would have been... It would have been a lot different, but they just, they did not see eye to eye on so many things. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I definitely think whenever the, me and uh, my fiance, we've been doing a lot of uh, premarital counseling. And so getting to learn how she operates and how I operate and also learning where we're at with one another right now is very eye opening because yes, some compatibility tests won't really tell you. Like the, the main thing that they tell us, don't look at it as a compatibility test. Mm-hmm. Look at it as this is where y'all y'all are at. Yeah. This is a snapshot of where y'all are today, like yeah. right now. And when we went into it, we had that mindset and we looked at it as like a cool experience to be like, I can learn more about you and learn more about how I am and how that mm-hmm. relates to you and how you relate to me and what we need to do to compromise or where we need to work on, what are our yeah. strengths and weaknesses. And getting to communicate that, like I'm very blessed and like that I have someone that I'm able to have those communications with yeah. because we just talk about everything. We talk about yeah. what it is where we feel. There was um, a moment where I talked, we, ha- we had a personality chart that talks about uh, the level of confidence that we, we both have. She has a lot of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, have very low self-confidence. Which my, my. It, ma- it makes you wonder like how, like, cause they don't act like that for the most yeah. part. But believe me, like I'm always like self-doubting myself in a lot of areas yeah. and I don't feel like I'm very good at things but having that talk like we were able to be like this is why I feel this way and this is why and learning about that and learning how we can help one another and yeah. like, lean on each other and I think that that's why it's so great we live in the time we do because now more people have access to that and it sucks that people in the back in the day didn't however to look on the positive side of it it's what's taught us to be mindful yeah. of things. Because I'm sure now with you oh, and Jake's relationship, y'all have that co- that communication because of Well, it. Jake and I Jake and I went through a lot together mm. um, in our first few years of marriage. I <laughs> so all my childhood, all that. We our twenty eighteen year nothing Nothing is harder than what we went through that yeah. year. Oh, my. Um, like, I, Crossy and I got pregnant. Or not Crossy and I got pregnant. Jake and I got pregnant in um, 2017. Mm-hmm. And we were super excited. Jake and I eloped, by the way. Um, we didn't have a wedding. Which we, I recommend for anyone who's stressful. Wedding planning is not fun. It is so taxing and stressful. (laughs) And guys, if you have time, I know you don't understand anything, and I know you probably don't really have any particular desires for your wedding, help your girl out. They need it. They don't like to be stressing about it. Whether you pay the the finances or you at least reach out to the venue people or whatever. Yeah. Just take my advice. It means (laughs) a lot, and I guarantee you're going to win some brownie points for the wedding. Yeah. Just saying. We we eloped and yeah, cake. My parents were not happy that we got married though. Mm-hmm. They they were not for it. They were there to be supportive, but you could just tell. Yeah, they, they were not happy I got married. Um, they wanted me to finish. I was in nursing school and I graduated nursing school, 
and I was working as an LVN and they wanted me to keep going back to school and they wanted me to have a bachelor's and they no. Mm-hmm. So I, I knew an LVN school. It's not what I wanted to do. Um, so Jake and I got married. They weren't happy. But we we got pregnant in 2017, and we were super excited. We tell them, and the first thing out of my mom's mom and dad was, we're disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then Jake and I lost the baby. Mm-hmm. We had a miscarriage, and life was already like, so still traumatic. I hadn't healed. I didn't even know I was in a ment- a bad mental state. Um, we get pregnant again shortly after and I'm in love. We like make it all the way. I loved my pregnancy. I ha- had been working nursing up until like halfway. I stopped doing that. I was coaching gymnastics still mm-hmm. um, in Midland where we were. And I did that up until I had Crosby and mm-hmm. The pregnancy was really good. My labor, I was in labor for four hours. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I had an epidural, and it was textbook. It, it's usually not, but it was a textbook labor. That's good. So nice. Um, we get moved to um, the family floor where you go after you have a baby, and it is our first night with our child. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Um, Jake is holding Crosby and she went blue, mm-hmm. turned blue on him. Like she stopped breathing. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, I called the nurse and I was like, she's not breathing. And like, they weren't coming fast enough. And so I step out there and I was like, she's not breathing. And so they take your child and they're like running down the hall mm-hmm. and to like watch them do like CPR on your baby. It's yeah. crazy. Um, she had swallowed labor fluids. Um, and, but she's fine. She stayed a few days in the NICU. All fine now. Um, the day that I went into labor, our realtor that sold us our house in Midland texted and said, Hey, I know your house is not on the market, but somebody wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. And we had already talked about like Midland was not where we were going to raise our child. And, so we're like, okay, well, we'll just move to San Angelo. Mm-hmm. And so we have a newborn and we agree to put our house on the market to mm-hmm. sell and our house sells. Wow. <laughs> and this, like it happened very fast. We had to have somebody come clean. I was still, um, breastfeeding it crazy. I don't know how we pulled it off. My mother-in-law, that's how we pulled it off. Mm -hmm. She was so much help in that process, but things were still rocky. Like with my parents, we were communicating, but not well. Um, we had 60 days from like when we sold, like listed our house that we had to be moved out Mm -hmm. two weeks before we move out. I get mastitis, which is an infection in the breast due to breastfeeding. Really? Yes. And it got bad fast. I was overproducing. I had a freezer full of breast milk. Like full. Like a deep freeze. Filled with breast milk to feed Crosby. And they... 
I don't, I, yeah, it went septic. You get like this knot and you get like this fever and it hurts mm-hmm. so bad. And I told Jake, I was like, something's wrong. And he's like, well, I got to go to work. And so like, I'm at home with Crosby and I'm like, okay, my mother-in-law comes down. My fever got to 105 Damn. and she was like, okay, you, we've got to take you to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I don't know who was watching my child. Mm-hmm. We left my child with somebody. I, Jake was at work. Mm-hmm. I don't know who we left her with. She takes me to the emergency room, and they said, who's your OB? And I tell them, and she was here in San Angelo, mm-hmm. and she wanted me to be moved here. Mm-hmm. Like So I had to ride in an ambulance to here. Dang. Yes. And... I don't remember a whole lot of that ambulance trip. Mm. I My feeder was so high. You were blacking out or something? Yeah. We get here, and she tells Jake that it is probably the worst case of mastitis she has seen. Mm. And I had to be in the hospital for a week, and there were times where they were talking about, like, venting me because my oxygen levels were dipping to, like, the 50s. Wow. I was out of it and I can't imagine as like Jake you're like oh I have this new child yeah he's got a lot there's a lot going on all at once yes and so there's that trauma I get out of the hospital and we are staying in a house here in San Angelo the night that we get back to this house here my mother-in-law gets a call mm-hmm. and my father-in-law had been in a car accident wow and so we get in the vehicles mm-hmm. and I still hurt very bad and I now have to take care of my newborn because my mother-in-law has to take care of my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. We drive all the way to Snyder. He's okay. He's able to go home, but he's just sore. We get we get to back to our house. I've been in the hospital a week. We move the next week. <laughs> That is wild. Um, so we're packing boxes. We're moving everything. We are in our house here in San Angelo. For, this one? Uh, no, we actually had a house. Like a house. A, okay. A house house. And we get moved into our house, and we are moved in for two weeks. And I am not talking to my father, um, just my mom. My mom had came to see our house and everything. She played with Crosby. And then she leaves. And um, a few days after she goes home, uh, I get a phone call from my dad. And this is in 2018. So Crossy is like two and a half, maybe three months old now. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I get a phone call from my dad and he says, no, I get a phone call. I don't answer. Things are not good with us. Yeah. I not answering. I'm not dealing with it. My in-laws just happened to be in San Angelo. Um, mm-hmm. They were staying the night with us. Our air conditioner had been out. Um, they were helping with Crosby. My dad calls back immediately after. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to answer. And he says, are you with Jake? And I was like, mm, I could just tell in the tone something was off and I was like yes I'm with Jake and he said you need to go get him and he comes to the phone and he said there's been an accident 
uh, mom, Brayden, and Austin were in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, okay, like, tell me more. I need to know more. And so he he says something along the lines of, like, Brayden's not going to make it. Um, they're working on your mom and sister now. And so I hand my child over mm-hmm. um, to my in-laws and I say, bye. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's a whole other episode for another. My sister is going to do an episode with me That'll be a good on episode. that one. Um, however, my mom passed away in that car accident. Mm-hmm. Brayden, who at the time was my sister's boyfriend, also passed away. Mm-hmm. And um, my sister was in pediatric ICU for 56 days. Wow. So all And she's in Lubbock, and I am spending all this time... Like, I have a newborn, but I'm also trying to make sure my sister is taken care of because we no longer have a mother to do it. Yeah. Yeah. All of that happened in 2018, and I will say I am so thankful for Jake for sticking around through all of that because we've been through more together (laughs) than a lot of, like, just a handful of people that whole year just like slams it. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, whenever you're telling me about the stories, the, the first thing that comes to mind is, was, was the work of God and like <sighs> the, the speedy uh, selling of the house, um, your Crosby coming in with new issues and everything. Yeah. Like, even though you had some health issues and with the accident and everything, like he, he definitely turns what bad things that happen in life could based on free will, yeah. what we, what things we make happen. He turned them into something good. And I think that he really helped y'all be able to know that y'all are ride or die. So y'all are solid with one another. Y'all are able to get through with no matter what it is. Y'all had probably the toughest year of y'all's lives. And he was able to bring y'all out of that. And I mean, look at where you're at now. I mean, yeah, this year, 2023 has been the best year of our lives. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, it's all about just recognizing that and seeing like where, where things have lined up. Yeah. Because even like the shittiest situations, part of my French, um, can even be turned into the most miraculous situations. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't even go into detail of some of mine, but, like, I know that there's, yeah. there's a book that talks about all the bad stuff that's happened, but all the good things that have come from it. Yeah. Like, it's... But that's that's a really good story, and I really appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Like, that was very deep. I'm glad we uh, that first question. <laughs> but on to the next. On to the next. What are your top priorities right now? Oh. Give me three. Give me three of your top priorities. Crosby and Jake are my top two. Um, but my top, my last one would have to be like my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, seeing what bad mental health did and the choices my parents made, I want to make sure that my mental health is yeah. a priority because if I'm not doing okay, I don't. I can't take care of my husband and my child correctly. 100%. 100%. Yeah. I've I've reiterated this a lot with my clients, and I, I hark on it so much with whoever I work with, that if you don't take care of yourself first, don't even worry about doing anything else because it's not going to happen. Yeah. And in some ways that does come off as harsh because whatever they're working on is really important. But at the end of the day, it's like if you're – like let's say you work a, a very uh, physically extraneous job. Mm-hmm. How do you expect to do any of that job if you can't lift or even maintain or handle all that? Yeah. If you're not taking care of your physical health, your job's going to suffer. If you're not taking care of your mental health, 
your marriage is going to suffer. Your yeah. relationships are going to suffer. You have to be willing to set aside things that are important to you to take care of yourself first mm-hmm. in order for those things that are important to you to actually flourish. You have to learn to communicate with yourself before exactly. you can communicate with others. 100%. You have to be able to be honest with yourself at times and yeah. to tell yourself the hard things when you know that it's going to hurt. It's going to suck to have to say that to yourself. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, you know what needs to be done. It's just a matter of making sure that it gets done. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm glad that you are taking uh, that priority. I would definitely say Crosby and Jake are the same priority uh. in a way, in a sense. But I am, I am glad that you did add your mental health. Because I was going to yeah. make a comment. It's like, oh, you should definitely make sure you take care of yourself first. Yeah. But you, did, you ended up adding yeah. that. So that's good. I just, that can look different oh, yeah. on different, different days, too. 100%. So. Everyone's got their own way of doing things. And what your yeah. mental health self-care might look completely different from mine. Yeah. Mine might be video games. Your might be quilting. <laughs> you never know. Um, okay, so the next question. This kind of revolves around your podcast. Okay. How do you hope to touch the lives of your listeners? Oh. I just hope that they see that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent many years of my life alone Mm -hmm. and over the last cup, not alone, like I had Jake, but you see all these people and they're like, Oh, friends, friends. And it's like, how do I, how do I get to that? And again, you have to go back to loving yourself enough to like communicate with you and who you are in order to develop that but I I just hope that somebody's story resonates with somebody Mm. that they can listen to it and say okay I feel like this person yeah I maybe I could try this this and this to Mm. help me get to where I want to be or to help me just feel better for a little bit. But also I just hope it helps people fall in love with the gym. Yeah. It's changed. The gym has changed so much Mm. in my life that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's important. And I, I definitely encourage anyone who's listening that if you have a story to share, that's, where either this podcast has touched your life or maybe you've learned something, share it with, with Shelby. That way, she, not only she knows that her impact is changing lives, but also to maybe put that same thing out there because she could share your story if you're comfortable. She could share the, the things that you've learned from our podcast and from the stories that we've shared that you also might add something to it, something similar you've gone through that can help mm-hmm. someone else because I think as humans – we all have a story to share and that story can help impact someone else's. That's why I really, and I really believe that the worst situations are the best things that you can ever happen to you because those are what teach you how to live life, how to do things differently. And also what you can help share when you notice someone else is going to do that. So I think that's good. I just, I wanted to share the love. And you are are (laughs) sharing the love. It's crazy though. Cause I don't, in my head, I think, like, five people listen. <laughs> I I see the numbers, and it's more than that, but I'm like, eh, five people listen. That's yeah. fine. 
even then, it's like what I, I, I told one of my friends, they posted a TikTok and I was like, look, don't ever worry about the numbers. Yeah. 90% of your videos are going to flop. 100%. Yeah. Maybe only 10%. Maybe even less than that are actually going to go viral. And I did this myself. I chased the numbers for a little bit. But now I'm like, I don't post for numbers. I yeah. post what I feel is funny. If no one likes it, that's fine. Yeah. It might get in my head sometimes, but I know that at the end of the day, it's not about that. One yeah. person's life change is better than none. Yeah. And I think that there are people who are listening. There are people who are hanging mm-hmm. on to every word as well as looking for every episode. Plus, they're probably applying some of the stuff you've taught them. And I want to reassure you on that as well. Because a lot of people, like, obviously you've seen the feedback from your podcast. Like, yes. it's, it's making a difference. I. But is it crazy to say that I, it's crazy that it's me. How's that crazy? I don't know. I, I tell, like I told Jasmine this the other day. It's crazy that you guys like me. Look, it would be crazy if it wasn't you. I just lived my life for so long of not having, like, community. And now that I have it, it's like I've won the lottery and... It doesn't feel real sometimes. <laughs> Success and, and getting the things that you want when it's like handed to you or when like it comes easy, it doesn't ever feel real. Like when I got my first online oh. client, I was like, this doesn't feel real. I was like, I'm an online trainer. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. But it's like being that, like what we talked about, be in that moment, enjoy it. Yeah. Like, like just <laughs> allow yourself to feel the fact that this is you, this is your life. Yeah. Like you have every right to enjoy every bit of this. And I don't want you to think that like you're anything less. Just because your life oh. has been hard does not mean that you are not willing, deserving of good things. Okay? Look at Okay, I'm I know. I'm like, don't look me in the eye. I'm going to cry. <laughs> Do it. Cry. <laughs> Crying is fun. <laughs> you're in your house. You can cry. Uh. <laughs> think crying is really good. It, it's just, it's going to take me a long time. To fully grasp, mm-hmm. how, like how much of an impact? Because in my head, again, it's just a few of you guys. Yeah. Like I, I love everybody. Everybody. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> I. This podcast is probably one of my proudest moments because it shows how much I've grown. Mm-hmm. Um within two years mm-hmm. just in two years within this last year yeah. from when I launched holy crap I have grown so much from when I launched mm-hmm. and I'm I'm proud of it because if I hadn't started to talk to people when I first started at the gym or handing out protein or muffins. muffins or stickers or I wouldn't be right here mm-hmm. and it's cool to look back on that and look at like People tell you the decisions you make lead you to the life that you want to do, but sometimes you don't know what that is, and so yeah. you're just doing things, and then you get to a point and with the podcast, and you turn around, and you look, and it's like, wow, <laughs> I've talked to so many people, and I've handed out so many stickers, and you've had these conversations, and... I've grown because of these conversations and I'm proud that I started to talk to people mm-hmm. because before starting the gym, that wasn't me. Yeah. I didn't talk to people. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's weird. 
It's like, I could just go up to someone and just start a conversation. Like, wow, like, that's just wild to think about. And in my head, it's still something I'm working on, but I feel like I'm annoying. No. I, I just don't want, I don't know. There's times where I leave conversations and I'm like, yep, I was the annoying one right there. <laughs> I don't know why my head thinks that, but I just feel like, I don't know. I'm weird. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to share something with you about, um, when I was growing up, okay. I didn't have friends growing up. I had friends, but did I have close friends that I'd hang out outside of school? No. Yeah. I was a shut-in. I stayed at home because I had the same kind of fear. I didn't feel as if I was cared for. I didn't feel like I was uh, wanted around. Mm -hmm. But when I look back, I never really annoyed anyone to the point where, like, they were so done with me. Yeah. Never once was uh, that situation happened. Yeah. I never once had someone come up to me and say, I don't like when you talk. I would, yeah. <laughs> would love for you to stop talking. I've only just put that on myself. And because of yeah. that, that's what's limited me from actually having friends. Now, now... Like, if I annoy someone, I expect to because I yeah. I embrace the fact that I am an annoying person, and I'm fine with that. I annoy my, my fiancé all the time, yeah. and guess what? She stuck with me. <laughs> I annoy my parents all the time. They can't get rid of me. Yeah, your parents. I have learned to not care if I annoy someone because that is not about me. It's about yeah. them. If I am willing – if I put a lot out there and they can't accept that, that's fine. They can't accept that. Yeah. I shouldn't put that expectation. They have to accept that. I could be the most – overbearing gym guy you could ever meet. Yeah. And you may not be a gym person. You may not care for that much for the gym. And that's fine. I have to meet you where you're at. Or yeah. I don't meet you at all. Yeah. We can we can have a disconnect. That's fine. I will respect the boundary. If yeah. I feel like I'm overstepping <laughs> and causing issues in your life, okay, yeah. understandable. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's just your opinion. It is. Yeah. A lot of times, the narrative in your head is what gets people. Mm -hmm. I... I'm a lot better with that uh, little flaw, a, a lot better, especially after releasing the podcast, because it's been like, oh, these people do love me. Yeah. I'm, doing, I'm doing some scary shit, and yeah. they're, yeah, it's made me, it's made me really yeah, grateful. It's like, it, and it's good to have that reassurance. Just yeah. don't, don't get lost <laughs> in it. No, I couldn't, know. Yeah. Um, staying in the moment. Yeah, as long as you stay in the moment, that's important. And remember, to, like, you have to be your best friend first before you yeah. allow other people to be your best friend. Yeah. Because if you're not talking good on yourself, people are going to do the same thing. Yeah. you got to be resilient in that. And yeah. just remember, you are the shit from my friend. <laughs> and if people can't handle it, they just can't handle it. Yeah. And that's fine. Don't lower your standards for other people. Yeah. Simple as that. That's your quote of the day. Never right. lower your standards for other people. Okay. Only raise your standards okay. for yourself. People can either rise to that or they can deal. Yep. Get bent. Yep. Deal with it. Deal with it. What's the noise says get bent to my love? I think it's funny. Shout out. <laughs> okay. Next question. This has to do with your fitness. What did your fitness journey originally look like prior to the gym? So before the gym... In 2021, Jake, Jake said, I'm going to start using the apartment gym. And I was like, okay. Um, I didn't know how I was going to juggle fitness with Crosby. Uh, so I was like, oh, I'll just do at-home workouts. So I signed up for Beachbody. Okay. You pay like $100 a year 
back then. I don't know what it costs yeah. now. And you get nutritional pamphlets, mm-hmm. and you can follow a system, and you get workouts that you can do in your living room. So I started with that, and I repeated the same program, like, over and over and over. And I, before, when we started that year, I weighed, like, 160 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I ended up starting the gym December of that year. And by the time I got there, I weighed 120. Wow. All of that was done at home. Yeah, which it, it does yeah. go to show that it, – and it's not ever really just the workouts. And I want to preface that as mm-hmm. like, this is a trainer in me prefacing this. The workout itself isn't going to make the biggest difference. It's yeah. a consistency that you put towards it. Yeah. You clearly made a, an effort every single day or however often you did it to work out at home. And because of that, you were going from being completely sedentary to not working out yeah. to now working out consistently. You don't have to change your diet much. You don't have yeah. to do much about that first. Just build building blocks. Yeah. If you're normally very lazy or you're normally sedentary start getting active watch the the differences your body can mm-hmm. make from there all right now you need to start changing your diet now you need to start changing other stuff now you need to start going to a gym now you need to start doing that like it's all about the building blocks yeah but that's yeah. good yeah that's good jake, i remember seeing the pictures too yeah and jake lost a lot of weight that year too mm-hmm. from the gym the apartment gym and then he was like i'm gonna go join crunch and i was like i don't want to do it <laughs> um and then he – it hadn't officially opened, and I was like, you know what? I'll try it. If I don't mm. like it, I don't like it, mm. and I'll cancel. And <laughs> here we are. <laughs> now you now, – not only do you go there all the time, but you work there. I do work. Yeah. That is crazy. I know. Who would have thought to? I know. Does it, though, that's the one thing I do love about working there is that – they turn members into workers. And I think that is so cool because you not only know what the member experience should be like from being a member, you also now already have the connections to meet people and people now get to see you more often. Yeah. I think that's so cool. I, it's. There are also some girls talking about your class this morning. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They liked it. Oh. Ooh, we should take her class. Like you should join me for her class. It's really good. I was like, oh, okay. I, I've grown so much since I started group fit. No, you look still kind of short to me. Oh, actually, oh, you mean? Oh, I'm just kidding. You know, I have been hanging from a bar every day since we got back from Florida in September, taller? and I think I have. You're kidding me. No, I. Should so I? You all I have to do now is just hanging from a bar. Yeah. And taller. I. The bar is not as high as it used to be. Really? Yes. I. I'm testing this every day now. Yeah, you should. I would be interested in those results. Um, I will. You know, I will do that. I will make it an effort. Did you hold for a certain amount of time? Just I just hold. It's crazy because you when you jump up there, you can feel your back decompress. Yeah. And I have not had to go to the chiropractor since September. Hmm. I'm not saying it's a cure <laughs> for I don't whatever you've got going on, but I can feel a difference. Hmm. Yes. Then my mind needs to try that. Yes. I do suffer a little bit from back pain. <laughs> yes. Hmm. But going <laughs> going back to group fit, I I do a lot of like positive self talk. Mm-hmm. Things that I like post I post positive things on my Instagram every morning, some kind of motivation. And after so long of doing that, it's like, oh, okay. 
and you get in the headset of, okay, I can do that, I can do that. And then I started teaching, and I was like, well, I can implement this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after you say it for so long, you're like, okay, I, like, you start taking it in mm-hmm. to your heart. And That's what you preach. Now, you should come into one of my ride classes sometime. I'm scared. People come to my ride class, and sometimes people cry. Really? Like, it, it gets to, like, their their inner... It, it really is beautiful. You can feel all the energy in my ride class, and, yeah, it's crazy. It's made me grow. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's it's definitely a, a breath of fresh air to see that even in a group fit class, you can touch those those people's lives yeah. because in a personal training session, we have a few of those where you'll, we'll have sessions where we cry, but to have that in a group fit setting is yeah. really good. That means that you're really, like, you're hitting the right marks. Like... One of the things in ride class that I do, do you know the song Ocean Eyes by Billie Eilish? It's one of my favorite, favorite songs. Uh, is it like the really slow one? Like Yes. Yes, I think so. I think I love that one. So I turn the front stage light off and I make all the um, lights on the back wall. I turn them blue mm. and I make them jack the resistance up so it's hard and you're like having to push and that song is on and it's dark the colors are right and you're just in the moment you're listening to the song and it's just like i'm gonna cry (laughs) but it feels so good when you get done with it it's like a trauma release kind of yes i think that's good i think that more people should do that because even with the way you explain it it's you're setting up the scene for them to tap into an emotion that they probably haven't done in a while i i tell them to just you know, the mental games that you play in the gym, like, the harder you push yourself, the easier the games are going to be outside mm-hmm. in the world. 100%. So push yourself in the gym. Let it be hard. Let the resistance be heavy. Fight that battle because if you can fight what you're doing in here, things oh, outside 100%. are. I think that is a, one of the reasons why I have, because during that assessment that me and my fiance did, we did learn that I can handle stress pretty well that I typically am kind of carefree in some instances, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of stress for me to really be stressed. And, yeah. Or it builds up and then it compounds. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that because of the way I work out, I work out so hard that I'm putting so much more stress intentionally on myself that whatever stress comes in, I don't get stressed out as much as I thought, but I still do get stressed. Like there yeah. are days I'm kind of like, kind of like running circles. Yeah. I'm not sure what to do, but I usually will take it. I roll with the punches. Like, yeah, this day sucked. What today? Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. Like, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Living in the present. Exactly. And I think I think that kind of goes to, this is going to be calling myself out and probably calling you out a bit. Um, I think when we post a lot of the positive stuff, <laughs> we don't take it ourselves. <laughs> I got called out about this by her, too, that she said that I think you have a bad habit of being there for others, but not being there for yourself enough. I, so my mindset with posting those motivational things every morning is, what do I need to hear? Mm, that's good. Um, I screenshot things or like I'll share things and I'm like, ooh, I could hear that today. I could mm-hmm. tell myself that. So if I could tell myself that, I'm going to tell others that. Yeah. That's how I post mine. I think that's good. Because <laughs> that definitely makes it so you're like, okay, if I'm telling myself this, if I'm going to tell this, then this, I need to tell myself. Yeah. 
All right. With your workout, mm-hmm. out of all the exercises you've done, what has been your favorite exercise and why? I have two for this. I have thought about okay. this. No, actually. Um, I cannot hold a handstand to save my life anymore. Really? Has it just been because you haven't been doing it as much? Because I haven't been doing them. I told you in your episode that my elbows hurt from doing them. And so I haven't been doing them as much. However, bench press. Yeah, I've been seeing your numbers go up lately. Mm, Bench press has been so pretty. (laughs) I, it's the one thing I have. I have been very consistent with since this summer. Every Tuesday before ride class, it's bench press. Mm. And it, there's so many things that have attached to bench press here lately. So, again, going on, like, the community and the people that I, like, give stickers to, my workout partner has been gone the last two days or mm-hmm. the last two weeks. And so I've had to do bench press with some fairly heavy weight for a woman without her. Yeah. <laughs> and that's scary. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so like last week I put myself at a bench and I looked around and I was like, okay, I've said like a couple sentences to this person. So hopefully they see me. Mm-hmm. This person back here, I've given cigarettes to numerous times. I know his name. Hopefully if I'm dying, he'll, he'll save me. And so <laughs> hopefully if I'm dying, he'll save if me. If I scream help, somebody will see And so I go to do bench press and the last couple of reps are a little shaky. And this person up here in the front comes over and he's like, you're lifting some heavy weight. And I was like, yeah. I was like, to be honest, I only did it because I knew you were up there. And he was like, yeah, I was watching. He's like, I got you. And I was like, I was like, okay, cool. Now I know Mm -hmm. that if I... I I probably could have went and asked for a spot, but something about being able to do that mentally. So here in reference, I didn't have a workout partner today and I knew Weston was like somewhere over Mm -hmm. there. I didn't know if he was close enough to watch, but there is a guy back behind me and I had, I've given him one sticker, Mm -hmm. one sticker. It was recently a few weeks ago. And, um, so I'm benching and I'm recording this set too. It's the heavier one. I'm recording. I'm shaky. Mm-hmm. And I get it up and I'm like, oh, okay. And I watch the recording and I notice that the guy that was next to me, I've never given him stickers. He was like watching too to make sure I was going to mm-hmm. go up. And I was like, okay, cool. That's good to know. And I watch her form. I go back and I'm about to do that same weight. And I failed. Mm-hmm. I, it's the first time I have ever felt bench press like by good, myself. Right? And so I'm on like rep six or seven. And I go up and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> like it just wasn't going. And so I re-racked on the lower one and I slid out from under. And the guy that is behind me, he was like... <laughs> And he was clapping, and he said, good job. He's like, that's good weight. If you need a spot, come let me know. Uh And I was like, oh, solid. Stickers are working. Um, But then I turn around, and Weston's face is like, he's like jaw dropped. And I'm like, why are you looking at me like that? And he said, 
because the bar being that low only means one thing. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We know what that means. If it's that low, we know what happens. Yeah. Um, so bench press, it's just had a lot of cool little like community growth around it for uh-huh. me too. But I'm also going for plates for the end of the year. So that's okay. a nice Put on some challenge. Wheels. Okay. But I've also been running sprints once a week. Yes, I've been seeing you do your suicides. Suicide sprints. I have made it 38 seconds. Oh, wow. And I would like to get to 30 seconds sometime next year. You got, it's you got a month. fast. No, well, no, not I'm not by oh, next by year. Me. But sometime next year, okay. I would like to be able to be 30 seconds suicide. I sprints. bet you're at what, 30? 38. 38. I bet. How many, each time that you do it, like each week, how many seconds I'd, have you been able to cut off? A week. Um, it just depends. It depends on how my body feels. Okay. Do you do it too often or? Um, when I was first doing them, I was trying to do them like every day and I can't. <laughs> um, so it's once, it's once a week and I run it maybe twice. Okay. Yeah. I would beg to say you probably, I think you could get it done a lot sooner than you think. Maybe like two months, maybe. two, three months, maybe. But that's fast. Yeah, that's fast. So fast. Touching all the big lines on the turf. You're insane though. Intentionally do suicide is wild. I I feel so alive when I'm done. Mm-hmm. I get done and they talk about the runner's high and I have all the endorphins. And good. I'm like, oh, this feels amazing. That's good. Yeah. To kind of touch up on the bench press community thing, <laughs> I want to share that for anyone who's out there listening, regardless of your, your experience level, if you are not sure, trust me, there's one thing I can guarantee you. Someone is watching. The yeah. amount of times that I'm training someone and out of the corner of my eye, I see someone struggling on a lift, I will leave my session to make sure that they do their thing. Yeah. Although I'm obviously in the distance enough to where I'm still watching my client and they're usually doing weight that mm-hmm. I know that they can handle or it's the first set or whatever. But I know like it, it means a lot to know that someone's got your back. Oh, yeah. So I, if I have an opportunity, I always linger. Everyone does this. I've seen it happen more times than not that there will be, like, whether it's a, a girl doing bench press or any other lift or a guy doing the lift, someone's always going to be watching and leaving. Yeah. And then not watching in the judgmental way that you might think. No, it's If just they're sad. looking while you're lifting, they are more than likely either checking your form, seeing if you might need help, and deciding how they're going to approach you if you do need a spot because yeah. they want to help make sure you get your lift yeah. right because we all know from our own experience having someone there to push you even just standing there and knowing someone's got your back definitely adds a lot more strength to your lift and it makes sure that you can actually push through it so if you ever are needing a spot don't be afraid to ask if you see a trainer or uh, another gym member if you see myself by all means i would love to help spot you just know just know i spot you if i know you can do more you're doing a little more i'm like that i'm sorry (laughs) it's for your good not mine but that's good that is really good yeah all right, what book has impacted you the most? Oh. <laughs> well, I can't... I have not read a lot of self-help books this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I did do a lot of self-help type books last year. One of them was... I can't remember the like actual title, but... It, Katrin, she competes in CrossFit. Okay. And if you scroll deep enough on my Instagram, you'll find it because I remember posting about it. 
But she talks about her journey as a CrossFit athlete. Mm -hmm. She talks about how she was like as a child and how she got into fitness, kind of like this podcast. It's crazy Uh, to look back and think that that's one of the first books that I picked up. But she tells her story. Yes. (laughs) And I absolutely loved it. And I went into crunch with this mindset whenever I started because of her mm-hmm. like I read her book and how much it impacted yeah so it's good yeah you should definitely I was gonna say it'd be really funny if you said oh the book I'm writing and I'm like what? I you know it's funny because I remember coming up to you last year and I was like I'm gonna write a book I'm still waiting um and I have thought about that conversation a lot about mm-hmm. between me and you but I'm glad that I'm able to tell my story through this. Yeah. It's a lot easier. I don't think I could sit down and type out an entire book. It's easier. You don't think that you could. I don't think that I could. Not mm-hmm. right now. Not with ugh, life mm-hmm. being a mom to a five-year-old. It, it takes a lot. So, oh, yeah. But, you know, in the future, yeah. And even then, it's like there's always small ways to make things happen. With everything that's going on, it's yeah. more about what's what's the priority right now. Uh, yeah, I have some other things that I bobble around in my head of like maybe what's to come mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. So, well, I definitely <laughs> seeing what you have planned, which leads me into my final question. And then you have rapid fire questions because I've some been excited. <laughs> now, my final question for you: What's one dream that you've never said out loud? Oh. Never shared. Nobody knows. Which now means you're sharing it with everyone. That's... Honestly, the ideal dream right now would to be able to have a gym of my own with the people, the community that I have built, but in a cooler aesthetic. Mm. Okay. The ultimate, yes. But there are so many things that would go into that, like financially and... Oh, don't you worry about that. God will provide. Guaranteed. (laughs) If that's in his will, he will provide. I, that's part of why in the rapid fire questions, it's what would you... As who you are, what would you put into a gym? Mm-hmm. Because what a dream to be able to have a gym where people's ideas are heard. 100%. I think having more communities like that where everyone listens to, to one another is definitely huge because yeah. it really allows that connection to grow even fonder. Yeah. We like when um, you approached me about wanting to do this podcast and I encouraged it, I was like, yeah, yeah I heard you. And I encourage it. And now look what you're doing. Yeah. Not to say that it's because of that encouragement, but it's a part of that. Yeah. You initially, you're the one that made this happen. And it's just like, it's just great. Yeah. It's like all, it's all about just being willing to listen and offer your feedback. I, I'm very open-minded with like where I want the podcast to go. Mm-hmm. Because when you're open-minded, it leads to so many opportunities. 100%. And so it's like, okay, 
what doors is this going to open? What's the best thing that could happen from this podcast? Yeah. And so if that is to be, have a, I, I even have it written down in this book. <laughs> um, it had said idea of a gym with a podcast studio. So it's like, I can record with the people, you know. That would actually be really <sighs> cool. You might want to cut that part out. Yeah. People steal that idea. Yeah. So put a big old bleep on that one. Yeah. yeah that's a, that is a good idea. Right? Like, aesthetically pleasing, you could be working out with somebody. You could shut down the gym for the hours that you need to record. So, like, you can't come in during these hours. Well, not even that. Like, you could do it where it's like a separate little room. It's like a part of the office. Yeah. And then they have noise-canceling rooms. Yes. That way you can keep the gym functioning and then pull people off, like, after the workout. Like, oh, yeah. And even it could be like, oh, that would be so good. That we'll have to talk about. Yeah. That. I, I know. Some ideas to spin off on that. Yeah. But yeah. I like that. That's good. So cool. <laughs> I would 100% support you with that. Yeah. All right. You ready for your rapid fire? Yes. Okay. I'm going to be quick with these. Okay. How much protein do you eat? I eat 100, and I try and do at least 120, 130. Consistently? Consistently. Every single day. Where do you get it from? Maximus. That's where you get all your protein? That's where I get all my protein. Oh, um, we have half a cow. What? We bought, yeah, we bought half a cow. You got a vodka? Had it. Vodka? Yeah, vodka. It's Spanish for a cow. Oh. Vodka. Vodka, Uh, Yes. Yes, we have half a cow, so that's where a lot of steak, beef. Damn. Yeah. How long did that last? Um, we got it in September, and we're still eating on it, and we still have three-fourths of a deep freeze. Ooh, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, back to rapid fire. Pre-workout, what do you take? Oh, do you want my honest answer? Yes. <laughs> what do you take? Okay, so caffeine-wise, it's like once a week. It's for bench press and spin days. I don't even think my workout partner knows this. Uh-oh. The truth comes out. Um, so you got to find out this way. You might know because I told you a long time yeah, I'm ago. Yeah, pretty sure I know what it is. I take a hit off of a THC pen. Mmm. And I have been doing it since my at-home workouts. Mmm. Almost every single workout. What does it feel like? I am just able to go in and I feel like I can do it. Okay. And I... Whatever I set my mind to, I'm like, okay, yes, mm. I can do it. Um, there are times when I'm working out by myself and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in the zone. I can be in the zone right here. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Interesting. I would love to hear anyone else's feedback if they've done that as well because I'm curious as a trainer the effects that has. I So here's the thing. Maximus sells it. I yeah. buy them at Maximus. And I know, like, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Jake listens to Joe Rogan, and he says that Joe Rogan does that. Huh. And I just feel good. I'm going to have to look into that. That would be and an interesting it's, study. It's not like I'm going in there high. Yeah. You're just going it's there just like, like, a, like, a, like a focus. It, it's just like a, yeah, half like a, yeah, one hit. One hit. That's it. Hmm. Not even like deep in hell. It's just like a, I don't know. It's kind of like my depression medicine for the day. <laughs> I like it. All right. Favorite lift or exercise? We kind of just yeah, touched upon that. Okay. <laughs> Least favorite exercise or lift? You know, you probably will not see me up at the squat racks. Okay. Understandable. I'm not a big fan of squat myself. I don't I'll do like it, but squats. I don't, I don't like it. 
What about it? You know, I just it's it decompresses my spine if mm, I go yeah. heavy enough, and I don't. I would rather do a hex bar squat or leg press yeah. or hack squat. There's so many different variations. I you just hack squat really. I'm honestly surprised by that because and. I recently hit a PR a couple weeks back on the hack squat, and I did quite a bit of weight, enough to where, like, on those reps, I did feel a lot of compression in my spine. Yeah. I, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt as bad as the bar does for me. Okay. Is it just maybe the placement on your neck? Maybe. I, there's just, there's so many other things you can do. Very true. There's a lot of alternatives out there. Have you tried doing... Uh, no, we're not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not okay. going to start doing trainer stuff. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I realize I'm starting to do trainer stuff. I'm asking all these questions. Like, Tell me, why does it feel that way? Oh, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Maybe this exercise. My trainer brain needs to turn off sometimes. What is your favorite muscle? Okay. My core. I have been working on my six-pack for years. Mm. That was, I used to pester you all the time about doing core. <laughs> You'd be like, do you want to work out together? I'd be like, if we do core. If we do core. Which we haven't worked out together in a long time. It's been a minute since our arm day. Yeah. Um, but core. I've worked so insanely hard for it. And I actually got asked the other day, they were like, how do you get your core to look like that? And I'm like, years and years of work. Oh, question. And diet. So now that you have this platform, why don't you also start posting ab workouts? Because I know you. We talked about it before. We have talked about it, and, and you I do didn't know workouts. how to go. I, yeah, but mm, abs are a whole other thing right now. <laughs> because I, I, I will tell you, I only do one thing. Yeah, that's all you need sometimes. <laughs> that's really all you need. Core is built with a lot of other exercises yeah. for sure, but training the abs specifically yeah. depends. What is something you eat every day? Oh, I'm currently on a shred right now, so I had to cut out a lot. I'm on day five huh. of a shred, and it goes until Christmas, and it's uh-huh. 28 days. Bless your uh, heart. Yes, I can definitely feel it. But the one thing that is straight consistent with me, even through this, is my coffee in the morning with coconut creamer. Mm. I froth it. And it goes on top, and it is just a delight in the cup. <laughs> Not a coffee guy myself, but I will take your word for it. Yes. What is something you do intentionally every day besides wake up <sighs> and go to the bathroom mm. and go to the gym? <laughs> Does parenting count? Because I don't that consistently. <laughs> uh, no, the one thing that I do consistently every morning is I wake up early before Crosby. And I take at least an hour. It's usually two hours before she wakes up to start my day. And here lately, I come in here and I turn an audiobook on and I drink my coffee and I cross stitch. It is quiet. I am doing my own thing. It just starts the day off right. If I sleep past 5.30 and I don't get, like, my full hour before Crosby wakes up, I'm like, ah! <laughs> It always sucks when you break that routine, and now whenever you're out of it, you're like, ah. Then you're, like, you get cranky, and you're like, well, I don't mean to be cranky. Like, I got an hour, but I wanted two hours. Yes. There's a difference. Yes. Okay, do you read or listen to audiobooks, and what kind? You guys. Oh, have you ever heard of Fourth Wing? Mm-mm. Oh... So, I started it when we went to Florida. It is a 21-hour audiobook. Mm-hmm. And it is about, it's my first ever fantasy 
like drop in like this. There are dragons. There are venom. There are uh, dragon riders. They wear leather. Is it how to train dragon? It it has been so. It has been referenced as Harry Potter and How to Train Your Dragon what? together. In the uh, the first book is six hundred pages. What? And I knew I could not get through that mentally. I don't. I did not have the time for it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the audiobook. So twenty one hours. I loved it. Oh, we were on vacation. and I was like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I'm gonna. I'm in the middle of this. <laughs> The second book came out November 7th, and it's called Iron Flame. Mm-hmm. That book is 800 pages. Jeez. And the audiobook was 28 hours. That's too much. And I, oh, I loved it. I finished it in less than a week. <laughs> You're insane. <laughs> I, I got up way before Crossy just so I could finish it. And... I am actually currently re-listening to it because now I've seen all this, like, the people are like, did you catch that Easter egg? Did you catch this Easter egg? And so now I'm going back and, like... Do you feel like it's hard to listen to audiobooks and do stuff? Um, Or very, like, decision-making stuff? It depends on what I'm doing. If I'm driving, I love audiobooks or podcasts. Agreed. Um, If I'm cross-stitching... Uh, Crossy goes to dance, and so sometimes I have to sit in the truck and I cross stitch and listen to audiobooks. But as far as like cleaning and whatnot, I listen to podcasts for like, cleaning. Okay. Okay. What time do you wake up most mornings? It's like four thirty. Ah, I wake up an hour before you. Yeah. I know. I always, <laughs> I'll be up and I'll see you post. I'm like, Why are you up this early? Like, I thought I was the only wild one to be up this early. Yeah. I I just I love it. I I'm in bed by eight thirty most mm-hmm. nights. I put Crosby to bed and I'm like good night. And oh. people will be messaging me after eight thirty and they just have to wait till four thirty and I'll text them back when they're asleep. <laughs> As it should be. You get your sleep. Yeah. You actually get a lot of good sleep. I do. You go, what, eight hours? Yes. <laughs> Jake will stay up late, and he come. He it, we're complete opposite. He stays up late and sleeps in, and he'll mm-hmm. sleep till, like, 11, and I'm like, wake I wish. up! Wake up! But then, like, I see it in his eyes, too, where he's like, do you want to watch a movie? And I'm like, no, I want to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, there's definitely a balance with that. All right. If you had your own gym, what's your number one must-have? I really want each kind of compound lift, so like your bench press or your just each section have very statically pleasing lighting. Mm-hmm. I want it to be just aesthetically pleasing. I don't know how to explain it. I, in my head, I see it as, like, black walls with, like, gold gold lighting or, like, pink lighting behind the yeah. mirrors. There, There's a gym in Dallas called Recess. You should look it up. There, it's actually right nearby her apartment. I almost sent it to you while you were gone for, like, that, that long period. I was like, but if I send this and he gets in, he's not coming back. <laughs> I so I didn't send day. it to you. But, yes, I... Their gym is very what I would go for in a I'll gym. Check it out because I am looking gym shopping a bit up there. Yeah, it, they're very much community based. Oh, I love that because I'm a big community guy. Yeah. All right. What is your honorable mention for today? I have thought about this 
a lot over the last few weeks. Um, number one, I have two. Mm-hmm. Number one is my husband. I give him honorable mention because he has loved me through so many different personalities. Mm-hmm. I cannot thank him enough for sticking by me through everything I've been through, all the changes I've made, all the pivots, all the, oh, I think I'm going to do this, and mm-hmm. it flops. Or He's he's a good person. That's good. I'm, Amen he, he deserves honorable mention for sticking up with me. Plus, we can't forget... He's one handsome guy. Have you seen his beard? With his you know beard. the beard. Yeah. <laughs> Good looking. He's been getting bigger. Too. I see him. He will be back in the gym tomorrow. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a minute. He's been out for a little while. Um, he had a knee injury. <laughs> um, but he'll be back tomorrow. So Good. I'm excited about that. I'm like, I've changed so much in the gym since you've been in there. He's like, I'm a different person in the gym. You don't even understand. Yeah. I'm a different animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he hasn't been in since I launched the podcast. Really? Yeah. Well, he can't help it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to be like, what a slacker. Yeah. But um, my second honorable mention, I don't even know if she listens to this, but her name is Carrie. Um, she trains under Harrison. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. I... She, whenever I started teaching group fit, she is somebody that has been in multiple times. She was very consistent for a long time and she switched jobs and she wasn't able to come to class, but she is still at the gym all the time. And she has lost so much weight. She looks fantastic and I am so proud of her. And I just, I wanted to give her honorable mention. One of the cool, I see her every morning and her and Harrison will, will, Joke around, they are great pair for sure. Yes, and it's just crazy seeing like since I work at the same time that they train, pretty much. It's always cool to see like them training while I train, and then seeing it, like how they they interact and seeing how like you can tell every single session she's having a good time, but yeah. learning and also getting closer and closer. Oh goal. yeah, and it's just and it's even then like seeing on the Facebook community page, I always see her on the on the yeah. group classes. I'm like, dang, like this girl's doing everything. I like, she's in the gym all the time, and she even shows up earlier than her session yeah just to work out and i'm like that is some next level commitment yeah it is insane she has like three children too yeah she's wild and i'm like kudos to you congratulations she's at that point where it's like the gym is non-negotiable as it should be yeah i think that fitness should be non-negotiable in everyone's lives i just think it should be prescribed to everyone yeah get in shape yeah work out hard have fun yes Throw some weight around. Yes. Let the ego. Yes. You can check all 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 for the most part. Now I know you posted on your story. Did you get any question feedback? Um, I did. I Alex at the front desk wanted me to share what what is something I wish I would have known sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, in in my fitness journey, and I want to say. Show up scared. Hmm. Show up and do it. I, there is a lot of times I think back to my first days at Crunch, and there used to be this girl. You will probably know who I am talking about, but I'm not going to say her name. Uh, She was super bubbly, and she was very pretty, and she would bounce around and, like, skip around, and I'm thinking, what is this girl on? 
what kind of drugs does this girl take to be that happy and mm. that peppy to be skipping down the aisle and dancing and she's friendly to everybody and I could not understand. She used to work there, right? Am I thinking of different amounts? She did not work there. Um, she's a trainer, though. She trains on the side. But okay. she's moved. Uh, I'll tell you. Okay. I'll yeah. tell you later. Curious. But I I just, I, I could not understand. And now that I'm in the mindset that I am now, just be you. Mm-hmm. Be you and be scared. 100%. Be who you are regardless of what other people are going to think. Because yeah. that's when you when you finally learn to be you in the gym, you can be you outside. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And there's always going to be people, once you find who you are, there's always going to be people that's like, oh, yeah. Like, it still wraps my mind. Like, this is something I struggle with, too, mm-hmm. is um, accepting that, like, people like me for me. Yeah. And, like, what you guys get, that's me. Yeah. That's really me. And I wish I would have found that sooner. Mm-hmm. 100%. But I also don't because it's part of the journey. Yeah. And... I needed to go through through all that to, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so, good. Just be you. Exactly. If you're not, be unapolog- unapologetically yourself. Yes. Be the person God made you to be. Don't, because at the end of the day, I know this is more on the religious side, but yeah. like God made you to be a specific way. He made you to have the, the flaws and the, the amazing things about you for a reason. And it's not for anyone else's benefit, but it's just because. I, I want to touch on that for a second. Um, the gym has actually helped me find God, too. Really? Yeah. That's great. We, Amen to that. We did not... I did not grow up in a church. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents didn't go to church. And so it was, you know... I never understood. Yeah. Going from, like, one extreme, not saying that this church is extreme, but I just, I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> your podcast episode, your first one, I had to listen to that so many times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just want to know, like, there were times I would go to church and I'm like, oh, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand what Isn't these there? people are talking about. And... I just, I didn't want to go. I felt like people didn't understand me. Mm -hmm. I felt judged. I don't know. And so I listened to your first podcast episode and you kept talking about church. And I'm like, I just, I just want to understand. Mm -hmm. And so you had mentioned Weston's church. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Um, Weston and I, Weston was like, you should come to church. And I was like, I don't know. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Jake was church Christ. Uh, it that was a weird switch, like yeah. a weird type switch, but um, yeah, I started going to church and I have not missed a Sunday in six weeks. Oh, amen to that. That's good. Yeah. Do you feel like it's kind of how has your walk been with God? I I'm very much still learning. I mm. am <laughs> honestly at the very beginning um, of my journey and. Like, I always knew that there was something out there, but this is the first time that I've ever just felt 
connected. Yeah. Um, we, the first service I went to, they talked about um, just like marriage things. And I was like, okay, cool. The next service I go to, um, it was PG-13. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about like sexual abuse and stuff, which I was technically sexually abused by my mom growing up for some of the things that mm-hmm. I had went through. And so I was like, oh my goodness and I'm like I'm sobbing mm-hmm. and so I was like I have to come back and so we I like every time I've gone I'm just I, I've cried in probably like five out of the six that I've been in yeah I've been there that being in that environment and in all honesty like I would not be where I am if it wasn't for God and where I, like every like every single one of my hardships that I've gone through has been for a reason I look back at some of the, the struggles that I went through and I look back and I'm like, the only reason why I got out of that was, or got through that was because of God led me in the right yeah. direction. I might've been stubborn and very disobedient back there. And I still struggle with that mm-hmm. obedience, but I know that he was molding me to be the person I am today and being able to like share this, like that, that makes me so happy to see is that just from that, just like, uh, so that, that kind of touches on the, the flaw that you have where it's yeah. You want their reassurance. You want to feel as if people will care. And uh, yeah. for me, it's like I want to be an example of what it's like to live like a Christ-like life, even though I'm a very flawed person. Yeah. And I know I struggle with a lot, and I pray about that daily. Yeah. But to then have people view that, like, it's not to say that this is kind of how my premarital counselor said, who they're Christians and they're from our church, is that in the relationship, there were times where she, the wife would see God in her husband, which is what we're supposed, we're supposed to be like little mm-hmm. Christ. And from my own understanding is that we want to sh- be what people see. We want them to see God in mm-hmm. us because then they, they want that same feeling. They want to welcome God into their lives. They want to welcome God into their, their career path. Mm-hmm. Everything, every choice that they make, they want to welcome it into it. And with my walk and how I've done it is my main goal is I want to help other people see feel that same thing mm-hmm. because I've experienced it and I want other people to experience it. My fiance has experienced it and that's made our relationships way, way better. Yeah. Like it's the only reason why I can walk every single day with my head held high, even if I'm stressed out. Like there are things I have planned that I am sometimes praying. I'm like, you know what? I don't care what my plans are because yeah. it's no longer about me. It is yeah. all about you. Whatever your will is to be done, allow it to be happening in yeah. my life. That is all I care, I care about. If yeah. your will is being done, awesome. If I got to go through another year of suffering, if I got to go through another year of financial uh, stress, awesome. Mm-hmm. If it means at the end of the, the road, your will is being done, that's all that matters. Yeah. And it's just like um, the story of David, how he was told he was going to be a king, but he wasn't a king until 15 years later. Yeah. And in that time, he suffered. He didn't get told how he was going to become king because had, had he done that, he definitely would have been like, nah. Like, I've heard this story multiple times, so I'm reiterating yeah. the way I was told. Yeah. And that's what I've read, too, is that he was probably, he was like, nah, I don't want to do that then. If I'm if that's what it takes for me to be king, if I have to go to prison, if I have to suffer through all this stuff, mm-hmm. how about no? Yeah. But no, like, God didn't tell him what it was, what it was the story. He said, guess what? At the end of your journey, you're going to be a king. Yeah. You don't know when. You don't know how. Yeah. Just know what's going to happen. And seeing your walk really brings a, a I, lot of joy to my life. Well, like you and Weston are a big part of that, and I'm forever grateful for you guys mm-hmm. because if you guys weren't in my life, who knows where I'd be right now? You, I believe that even if we weren't, you would still find your way in. 
100%. I think that because we have free will, we do have choices that we can make mm-hmm. that can put us in certain situations in a wilderness, mm-hmm. per se, that even if you're in that wilderness, it just prolongs the suffering that you have. But yeah. eventually you will still get it to that point. And that's what I believe. Mm. Because... I look at the story of the Israelites being in the wilderness for four years because of their own choices, but at the end of the, the end of the four years, they were brought to Christ, mm-hmm. and I believe that's the same with everyone else. Yeah, that's why like I struggle so hard with trying to share my faith more because I know that people don't resonate with it well, especially with my demographic on TikTok. They're not really receptive to it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm like, hey, even if I share a little bit, mm-hmm. one seed is all it takes. Yeah. One story is all it takes. You have to be open. Like, you have to you be have open to, be open to it. Because yeah. God was hated. Jesus was hated first. So who am I to say I'm not going to be hated Yeah. For? I'm going to be persecuted because of him. And I'm fine with that because yeah. he pers- he got persecuted for us. Yeah. And I'm fine with that because that's yeah. the biggest show of love that there is. It's me, Jake, and I have to communicate a lot more <laughs> to um, it's a challenge for sure. Yeah, uh, just because that's not how, like, the church services that we're going to right now isn't exactly how he grew up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, after church, when we go together, um, it was a big step for me to be like, okay, I know we go here, but I want to go try here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to tell him, like, the place that we're going, it just, I, I feel like nothing and I hate mm-hmm. to say that um but I was like I we I've just got to try somewhere different yeah. and I that was so scary <laughs> to go to him and be like look yeah you took we need to do this and um then like I remember him going to church with me the first time there I was terrified <laughs> it, it's crazy how that works though because Weston preached that day really you got you got it you got it good <laughs> um yeah he Jake is sitting next to me, and I am nervous. My foot is, like, bouncing. And then I saw Weston walk in with a headset, and I was like, okay, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. What was Jake's feedback on it? Um, He said that overall, 99% of it he liked, but there are some parts that he was raised on for so long that he has a hard time. Like, he said the most important thing right now is for me to be going to church somewhere mm-hmm. um, and learning the Bible because I know nothing. Yeah. I know nothing mm-hmm. in the Bible. Um, so it's more important for me to want to go somewhere Yeah, and learn mm-hmm. over making me go somewhere where I... Yeah, where you don't feel... You just don't feel anything. Yeah. Because you, know? you have to have somewhere where you feel connected or interested in order yeah. to actually learn. I struggled with that with my own church where I don't always feel that connected. Once I started going to young adults, I always felt connected and that spilled into my other church to where now I feel more. It wasn't that my church, I didn't feel connected. Yeah. I just wasn't connected overall. Yeah. And it took me stepping out of my comfort zone and doing something different and seeking him on my own Yeah. to where I actually, he, it's kind of like if you run into someone who's an atheist or someone who just doesn't believe at all, and they may not, they won't feel connected because they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's not until they have that curiosity, that seed of curiosity, that they will begin to feel connected because they're pursuing it. Yeah. And I think because you didn't feel connected there, that you wanted to feel connected mm-hmm. is why you're connected. Yeah. Because you sought out that pursuit of wanting to learn. Yeah. And it takes time. Yeah. I still, yeah. I'm trying to build a yeah. habit of reading at least two chapters a day in the Bible doesn't always make sense but it's about the consistency yeah. and over time it's gonna get it's gonna stick 
yeah. but continue to improve and mm-hmm. read in the word yeah. and have conversations like this. Yeah. Like me reiterating stuff that I've learned also helps it stick. So whenever something comes up, I'm like, oh, I, re- I should remember yeah. that because I told them about that story in the Bible and I should remember that that, that applies to me. But the gym teaches you that too. 100%. If you can stay consistent with the gym, look at how many other things that 100%. you can stick with. 100%. You can be consistent, like, uh, I'm pretty sure I said this on the podcast already, but the perfect program out there is one that you can be consistent to. Mm-hmm. And if you can stick to a diet that's consistent for the long term, it's going to be effective. Mm-hmm. If you can find a workout, because most workouts are, there's some that are really good, some that are professionally made, some that are cookie cutter that still will give you good results. Mm-hmm. It just all depends on the context around it. And that's something I'm trying to get out of my head that it has to be a perfected program it just needs to be something that can someone can adhere to and i have to help them with that and if i can do that then i'm doing a good job yeah (laughs) well that kind of concludes all the questions that i have as well as our rapid fire questions do you have any questions i do not all right well that is the end of the podcast I am very glad that we had that talk it was actually very very (laughs) talk but we're not expecting to go back to that but very grateful for that. Hopefully it makes sense. Yeah, I hope it makes sense. <laughs> I hope that everyone kind of gleaned something from this. If yeah. you do, please, by all means, share with Shelby, tag her on a post, send her a message, something of the sort, or just share this with someone that you think needs it. Yes. Really, really pray and hope, well, I really pray and hope um, that everyone just kind of learns something from yes. each podcast, that they can feel connected and they can feel that this kind of answers some questions or something that they can relate to and that allows you to know you're not alone because you're not. There are people out there. There are people who you don't even realize are rooting for you. So I just hope that y'all enjoy it. Everybody has a different story. Exactly. And if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. We'll be on the podcast as well. Shoot me a There's a gnat in my face. (laughs) But I hope everyone has a blessed day. Have a beautiful day. Have an amazing day. Have an even better day. Have a gorgeous day. You want to go off? I'll do this right now. (laughs) And on that note, good night. Or good morning. Or good morning. Or good afternoon. Or good day. Never. See you later, alligator. Totally do.